0: ¡Nintendo! chat for the week of april 21st 2016 i am jose otero and you're listening to ign's nintendo show joining me once again is brian altano and pear schneider (laughs) and if you want to keep up with ign and nintendo voice chat you can do so by downloading the ign app which is available on ios and android and even your home consoles you can Mm -hmm. watch On PS4, on Xbox One. Sadly, we didn't work out a deal on Wii U, but who knows? Next time. uh, When we talk to Nintendo about NX, that's handled by people who are not me. Right? Mm -hmm. Your local Nintendo representative. But if you're
1: listening to the show on your phone right now, Mm -hmm. download the app right now.
0: Yeah. It's that easy. Good point. Yep. And you also got a sneak peek at Paris Mitomo voice. You're still doing that. That's horrible. It's so unfazed, though. Yeah. Like, I can't derail you anymore. You can't. Yeah. I'm getting much better right. at this. All right. But well, what, you, thing what you can derail, if you want to try, is uh, there were a pair of Star Fox reviews that went up mm-hmm. this week yeah. on IGN. So we should talk a little bit about them um, and just kind of close out what we have to say about Star Fox Zero and Star Fox Guard. We're also going to talk about that Mitomo has a splatoon crossover and called it, nailed it. Um, we talked about that a little bit. I wish the Star Fox thing would happen though. I kind of want a Star Fox shirt and that It'll game. happen. Um, Planet yeah. games president may have stepped down. Uh, that's another thing we want to talk about. Pakajaki has a demo, and uh, happy birthday wishes to Tatsumi Kimishima, who turned 66 on April 21st. Good uh, age.: Yeah, he's getting up there, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's start with Star Fox. What do we have to say? What haven't we said? Uh, We've said plenty. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember. So um, I,
2: uh, yeah, I, I played. Um, you know, I finished, beat, beat, the game. That the final bo- battle, not Say gonna whatever get, you want. This, I, is, no, game, but yeah. I don't want to. You know, people haven't played it yet. Okay. I don't want to spoil anything because, Respectful. as you can imagine, the final boss in a Star Fox game is going to be a complete shocker to
0: everyone. Um, it's kind of like that guy who shows up at the end of Zelda. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, um, ooh, but
2: ooh. Um, I, uh, yeah, I beat the game, and then uh, I, I was still motivated to go back and play it. And I saw you logged quite the hours on on the game trying to get. Get the medals, mm-hmm. and you know, so there's there's plenty more to do. And I saw when the reviews went up, there was um, I saw you know some comments saying like uh, unacceptable for our campaign. Is like that's the kind of game uh, like. On-rail shooters are like that, right? It is more about then going back and challenging yourself to find all the hidden stuff. And in Star Fox, on the map, find the hidden paths too, sure. right? Like there's yeah. certain things you do in the very first level once you've beaten the game where you can go down a different path. And so, you know, some stages will, you'll get a new angle on or the missions will be completely different. So I think there's, there's a good amount of content in it. And then considering that you get guard with the game yep. when you buy the package right now, that's pretty good value. I, the game. Yeah.
1: I, I always have a, a tough time, sort of, uh, with that debate of attributing uh, value or worth to length or duration. And video games are one of the only mediums where we do that. No one ever that's says because like,
2: you've grown up and you can buy a lot of games, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, that's yeah. a big
1: part of it, but it's also um, I, I like mo- short, shorter movies aren't aren't less money than regular movies. Shorter yeah, books or longer sure. books aren't. I mean, so I think it's really like. Uh, It's also where we are nowadays. Like, if you wanted to, you could go to your grocery store and go to, you know, Redbox and rent Star Fox, and and for spend five bucks and get everything you need out of it. But like, I think that this is the kind of game that everybody who owns a Wii U should experience. And um, to say something's not worth that kind of money is a little weird to me because I actually kind of miss this the day and age of of games having this sort of campaign that you could finish in a sitting or in one or two sittings uh-huh. like that is so far gone nowadays uh there was starfox is based on the the kind of its predecessors are arcade shooters. We used to go into arcades. You would put a row of quarters down. You and your friends would line up. And in the amount of, of time that a birthday party would last, yeah. which was never long enough, uh, <laughs> you could finish a game like that. And I really miss that. You know, I really miss it. I, and I think that going back and being an expert at it is really cool too. So whether you go in and you play through it once, I mean maybe rent it if that's all you want to do. But if it's the kind of thing that you think you can do with a few laps through, which I think you will want to. Yeah, um, then get in there and do that. You know? I wonder
0: if we're dinosaurs in that we are part <laughs> of the generation that saw arcade games and did not mind experiences that were shorter and could be done. I feel like on console that there's always been though the weird debate of is it, can I justify this purchase? Because yeah. we also lived through like you know PlayStation Two era. I felt like we saw more of it. PlayStation One era. I feel like we saw more of it. And by today's standards, so much has changed about mm-hmm. the way games are presented and the way games are sold, specifically the amount at which they're sold. And as totally.
2: Well. Yeah, and the, during the heyday of the 360s, certainly leading into this um, generation, the sticker on the box that said competitive multiplayer online mode Ooh. made a huge difference, huge. right Like so that's the reason why everyone added multiplayer modes I mean, like remember Metroid Prime. Added multiplayer, right? Yeah, like forced it very, even. very, very strong, it even. yeah, a strong single player game added multiplayer multiple to the, times, uh, and 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 so you you saw that with you know everything from Assassin's Creed to Uncharted, like games that are traditionally were traditionally single player adventures, and some of those games kept these uh, uh, kept these multiplayer modes, others have shed them, obviously, yeah. right? Like Fallout is a big success, and Skyrim was a big success without having this like big GTA online mm. type experience, yeah. It, but but that is. Definitely definitely... Definitely it is still a factor for a portion of the audience and like if all when all is said and done, a game that has a multiplayer mode has a bigger chance at success and long term play than one that doesn't.
0: No, and that's true, like one hundred percent. You can put all the hidden medals you want in and that's just how it's gonna be. But I do feel like this game to me, uh, Zero specifically, feels like a game that I could have spotted as an ar- at an arcade as a teenager and been like, yes. "Oh, what is this controller thing? How does this work?" Yeah. and have run with it. And I feel like I think you're a right. right. A the weird controller, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it feels like um, a lot of people. Uh, I, I see a lot of uh, folks debating over whether making this game geared towards what Wii U is was the right move or not. And to that, I, you know, I, I did some thinking about it. And I do feel like Star Fox Zero was born at a time or at least presented, you know, and announced at a time when Nintendo thought they could turn around. We use Woes. Mm. That was E3 2014 where yeah. Captain Toad, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, a lot of games, even Mario Party to an extent, were focusing on how to make people play with two screens. Before that, you had your Mario Kart 8 and you had experiences that you constantly asked yourself, what is the gamepad bringing to this? And so when Zero was announced, it was a time when I feel like Nintendo was trying to turn that ship around. A year later... They had to announce NX, which was kind of a silent statement that they couldn't turn that ship around. Yeah. But this mm. game still came out regardless.
2: I, I wish they had. I wish they had stopped and said, you know what? The co-op multiplayer mode with the two screens is awesome. Yeah. Right. Like having the motion control aiming on the gamepad, one player, the ship control with the sticks on the other works really well. It I does. love that co-op yeah. mode. It's very much uh, very fun. I did a yeah. Let's Play with my kids. Did you, were you able to watch it? Yet? I haven't watched it yet, it's, but I could. Are okay, you terrorizing
0: your kids the way you terrorize mm-hmm. the rest of us? I, in this yeah. Office? I'm
2: very. I'm, I'm very very sarcastic and snarky, but the kids are, are great. Like, you can <laughs> they're see their different personalities. Kai constantly complains that Akira doesn't collect the golden rings. Like, yep. get the golden ring, get the golden ring. It was funny. It was like a flashback to me and Casamacina playing yep. one. I'm like, Casamacina, how can you not see that coin? Get right? that thing. <laughs> um, so I, f- I felt great kinship with my youngest in that. But, like, um, but you can see how wonderful that experience and how it works together. And I feel like that would have been a good selling point for the gamepad where you didn't need it in single player. Again, like, I maintain it should have been. If you want to look behind you, you have a rear view
0: mirror. You flip the view and look See, behind but I, you. But I'll play counterpoint and, and maintain that I think using the two screens the way they did it, they pulled it off. Like it's I don't not think the so. best looking game, and it is one that's hard to. And I know you don't you, think so. You say why that I'm, that's I'm because you got back.
2: used to the limitations. So, like, if I say right now, okay, mm-hmm. big bo- boss battle against big space station, you're like, oh yeah, that viewpoint was terrible. That no, was not fun. To play, I actually right?
0: did fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I can okay, show it to on. you, I, but but I, I think that that still comes down to just our different I, opinions on it. But like for I, example, but I'm not always, saying I'm not
2: saying motion pol- control aiming is no, the, is the problem. I know that now. I absolutely just want to make sure you're doing that.
0: Yeah, no, um, but I'm just I will say back, that. Uh, watch this go down. <laughs> yeah, no, you should. Um, but even, like, the the critique in some places, and I think you've said this before, too, where, like, well, you know, clearly the game doesn't look so good because they have to render it in two screens. That didn't stop Mario Kart 8. That didn't stop plenty of games that they have put out that are displaying the same exact view in both places. I think that for this game, it just <laughs> came down to it, they went with this art direction. And it is not the hottest looking thing in the world. It certainly doesn't it. help.
2: It certainly yeah. doesn't help when you render things twice. Look at any it VR game. Look at you know, like, announcements
1: of upgraded so, PlayStation hardware. So did Mario Kart 8
0: look any less beautiful to you? Because that was 60 well, so frames wait, per second game. Well, so exactly, so what the right, happened and, there? Because like
1: Mario Kart 8 rarely dipped in frame rate, if, if ever. But yeah. this game does uh, does quite a lot.
0: I mean, the narrative to that though could just be how long it took to make this game. It could be artistic direction and choice. It could be the team's experience with it. Like developers are not created equal. There's some developers that make gorgeous games on the same hardware that
2: some developers fail on, right? Like it really depends on on team size and Mario Kart and Nintendo Tokyo and the Kyoto teams are tremendously talented, and not everybody can pull that off. But also, what what is displayed in Mario Kart is probably not as complex as this uh, as as what's going on
0: in I would argue there's Plenty mm-hmm. going on in that. No, in that you're right. Game. No, you're yeah, right. But um, I, I would, I would no,
2: say I, it wouldn't have hurt the game to not have the second screen. I can tell you that for sure. Sure. No, to me, for me, it's just like it was just asking me to do a lot of things, and ultimately, it, I didn't play the game better because I had that second screen. Well, and it's because the those aiming, things don't feel
0: natural. I love,
2: I love flying in one direction, and aiming with a gamepad. I think it takes, it's a learning curve. It takes time. I initially was opposed to it. Um, and, and I got used to it, and I like yeah. that. And I, I think especially in some of the slower-paced levels, it works for well.
0: Well, and I well. agree with you there, and I feel like there is a learning curve, but I did get it. And if I didn't get good at it, I wouldn't be sitting here saying, I think that they pull it off. Sure. Like, I feel if I was still struggling right now and not like able to wrap my brain around what it wanted from me, then I'd say, I agree with you, Pear. Well, so um, so, uh, so that's my whole thing, and I'm, I'm glad you were able to finally connect with
1: it. I think I did to an extent. I think um, it creates – uh, some sort of it, it creates a lot of pacing issues mm-hmm. in terms of things coming to a crawl uh, almost arbitrarily and a lot of times completely out of your hands. And I feel like the original Star Fox sixty four or had, had had moments like that, but to a way uh, lesser extent. Mm-hmm. And with this game, it's sort of like you're flying along, you're having this amazing battle, and all of a sudden you're forced into this sort of different perspective, yeah. and you're forced into a different control scheme. Sure. And I understand the uh, like the that it's not immediately intuitive, and that there is a rewarding aspect oh, yeah. of, of uh-huh. getting it down. And once you do, it's really cool. But this is ostensibly Star Fox sixty four Special Edition, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this was like when they re released Star Wars in theaters and they added some <laughs> scenes, right? Made it prettier. They cleaned yeah. up everything. Yeah. Um, that's where I find the the sort of arbitrary hurdle of that control. Obtuseness being a strange Sure, decision. sure, I can. Because I can if somebody like that. you know, like we're all we're all in the know. We're on a Nintendo podcast. We, we're going to play this no matter Speak what. Speak for yourself. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Except for the tone of that. Speak for <laughs> Except yourself. Except for Bear. He's too big for us <laughs> now. Um, that wig. But the wig.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a wig. It's very convincing. Um, it's powdered. I'd get, get I, 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 more hair if I that was a wig. Um, no, but I, I feel like so. Say for example, somebody who's sort of a lapsed gamer, or a guy who really li or a girl who really likes Star Fox 64 back in the day. And this is pulling on a lot of nostalgia. This game, right? Mm-hmm. Even right down to the good luck when yeah. you start mm-hmm. a match. Mm-hmm. There's, there is like, hey, remember Star Fox 64? It's back. There's even the <laughs> the classic R wing. All that stuff is there. Yeah. But the barrier for entry is higher now, and that's where I'm, I get lost. Where I'm like, Nintendo usually makes stuff that scales from. Kids to adults and everyone in between. And this – I mean I think a kid can get this. But I think also like a casual gamer coming in and trying to play this being like, oh, I love Star Fox. And all of a sudden having to deal with multiple control schemes that were never part of the original vision but now – are sometimes yeah, yeah, working no, towards, totally. yeah. and I, 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 f- I still find it a sort of baffling design decision. But,
0: yeah, but, but, but it is a case by case basis too. Like, I mean, Alex Ross on our, on our editorial team uh, was like, "Hey, I'm really excited for this game," and I hooked him up. He took it home a weekend. He came back. He's like, "I love this." Yeah, yeah. I was like, it, "Man, you are unique in this office," <laughs> because yeah. there is a lot of folks who are like, "No, I." Well, could not even, stand even looking for that. at the reviews, right? It's yeah. a it's
1: a range between uh, did, did not some, finish some fives, did not finish some. Oh, come on, Arthur.
0: <laughs> some fives. Some, <laughs>
1: We're friends. I can say that. Some fives, some sixes, some sevens, some eights, some nines. Yeah. And I think you get you get that spectrum yeah. a lot with games nowadays because uh, video games are reviewed outside of just like the five, ten magazines. There's YouTubers. Mm. There's personalities, influencers, sure. all that kind of stuff. So you get a, a much wider spectrum. Plus you have community people coming in, fan sites that can get their, their stuff elevated. Yeah. But I think it's kind of fascinating to see how, how, how this one scaled. Yeah. There's not like a consensus on this. There really isn't. Like, no, it was well, divisive. Usually you tell yeah. people read reviews to figure out if you want something or then try it yourself or whatever. I think like, if you were on the fence on this one and you read 100 reviews, you'd still be like, I don't know. But you know what? It's a divisive genre
2: too. Like if you made most people play Panzer Dragoon now, which oh, we yeah. all loved, like yeah. they will, there will be people who don't get it who don't think it's yeah. that great. And even, like Crimson Skies. I love playing Crimson Skies all the so time. Yeah, uh, where is that franchise? Or like? Lair? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, not Lair. Well, why um, not Lair? I didn't like Lair.
1: Lair did something um, that Star Fox Zero With I hope does, which is eventually patched in traditional controls. It took a few oh, years. So are, oh, it has are still starting its control, to talk about that. Right. Yeah, well,
0: folks, I don't think that's going to happen, though, no, though. I think no, folks I need I don't to let so And, 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 I and <laughs> again,
2: I don't think the motion control is the problem. It's no. the use of the two s- s- uh, screens and what it demands of you. And like, if you played uh, Eve Valkyrie right. right on VR systems, they decouple flying and looking and aiming. Sure. Right? Mm. Like, you can look around in space with a headset you play with VR goggles and you can lock on with your eyes like you would in a real fighter jet yeah. plane, right? Like, you can look at something, acquire a lock, and then fire your mm-hmm. rockets. Mm-hmm. And it's so natural. And it free- frees you from the constraints of having to use a radar screen, which is, by the way, how most other games deal with the fact that the enemy is behind you. You've got a little red dot,
0: and you, you can and this tell see d- you. D- you. just want to see behind you. Like, that. you're well, never going to let this go. But that's what they're well, using the dark screen. He that's, really wants to see no, behind you that's But
2: that's, what, that's what's required in this game. You're supposed to know where the enemy is at all times. And they force you to look away
0: from the main port, the main port. But it's, but, but it's also a game where it. you're constantly moving forward, and it's not about what's shooting something that's behind you unless you're in all range. I'm not just, I don't want to keep I, this fight going I, I, forever. But I don't mean way. just I, I behind to, you. I, well, you're wrong. Yeah, but like, You're wrong. Like, I, think that you, they, I think it works fine, and it works well enough for me, and that's why I got it good on our scale. The artistic well, choices explain, are where I so, question more of. That okay, side. so
2: explain to me what – does the gamepad let me do that I could not do with a, a smarter heads-up display Move in some one direction
0: camera? and aim in the other.
2: Okay, but can't I just do that
0: by tilting the gamepad? I don't have to look at the screen of the gamepad. You pad. don't have well, to look at the screen, but the way they designed this reticle, which could be the main argument that we're both trying to have right now, does show up in a way that shots that look like they should hit on the TV don't because it's honestly not perfectly aimed that way the way the reticle is actually shown.
2: Okay, Splatoon, though. What
0: How about does Splatoon, do, Splatoon does it perfectly well. Motion, motion, but it's motion not the same aiming. game as Splatoon, and it's not a, yeah. it's not a, even a multiplayer game at that, which is honestly what Splatoon <laughs> started out as. But wait, so hold no. on, let's just have this still. The gamepad gets you nothing. Like there's nothing. It gets you an alternate
2: view, and like. And, like, in some cases, it saves you from having a horrible view. Yeah, but view. you know what? But the gamepad will also always be <laughs> the
0: overtrust by which every Wii U game will be judged, and whether it used it right or whether it used it no, wrong. No, no, no. it so, is an argument but, that runs itself into circles. No, for sure. And, by the way, I like... Think, I think it got to move on soon, by the well, way. Well, so no, so I, I think
1: it did, but yeah. I don't think it does anymore. Because I think a couple years ago we were like, oh, it doesn't do much. We'll, like, we'll let it go. And yeah. off-screen play became the big thing that... That's right. Like, ultimately, the best thing that came from the Wii U gamepad is off-screen play. That's the best – or off TV play. The, yeah. best, the best thing that came from that. Everything else is and, – and stuff like Mario Maker, obviously. Yeah. And I think like motion controls and Splatoon work really well. But ultimately, their design decision here earned them the spectrum of scores from the five to the nine range. Yeah. And I think had they just gone with something more traditional, they probably would have landed around sevens and eights, maybe and, nines everywhere. Mm-hmm. Sure. But ultimately, they took that risk. Mm-hmm. And I think it's – it hasn't paid off with reviews, and I think those reviews and that sort of like hurdle is going to lead it to not paying off in sales, which makes me worry about the franchise in general. So I think yeah.
0: ultimately making this decision, and this is what I still don't understand. I don't with think Star Fox. Star Fox was ever flying off the shelves to begin with. Though. No, it I wouldn't say that. Like, right, it's a off good the pun bat. though. Yeah. but I, I do find
1: it. I do find it weird that they took this franchise and they are consistently shoehorning weird stuff into it. Like, uh-huh. that doesn't need to happen. Like, you look at um, uh, the – what's the, star, the the DS one? It yeah. has, like, touchscreen navigational yeah, yeah. stuff. Yes, Why? Yes. Well, they just – I mean, they're trying to use
2: the the hardware to the fullest. And to be fair, if, if all Star Fox had was a map, everybody would be saying, well, again, it's proof that the Wii U was ill-conceived because we you go. don't really need the gamepad, right. right? But – To that I say No, the co-op mode Proves Like the What a great setup You have in this game For for Mm co-op play And I will also say In the gyro wing uh, level You control the robot With a first person screen On the gamepad
0: And that feels really good Like it feels natural To have this little drone On the bottom screen And the best part about it Is that it is One of the few instances Of that game Where you are not being Moved forward On the other screen And I think that's 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 why It feels more natural there And I I feel bad Because I did pan The gyro wing stages Mostly because I, I didn't I didn't think they were well-designed, yep. but I think the notion of what the gyro wing does as, as a vehicle and the way you can sort sure. of micromanage how you control it, I think is a good idea. And I do think, and I agree with you on this, co-op is the best way to play it. Um, and it does kind of bug me a little bit, and we, we need to end this soon uh, because we've been going on for 18 minutes about yep. it and we have other things to talk about. Um, I, I just want to say that at the, at the end of all this, it does pain me that co-op ended up being the cooler way to play. And visually, the game does nothing to acknowledge that there's a second person in the cockpit. It's just a pair of lasers that are shooting in every Mm -hmm. other direction but the one that you're shooting in. And so I do wish some effort, extra effort was made there. Mm -hmm. I will say that 100%. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, in the end, I I think
2: we all all agree that it's a a fun game. I I enjoyed playing it. Uh, My kids like playing it. I think the co-op mode gives it some legs. And then you know, some of the medals are really well hidden. There's some. There's definitely <laughs> yes. a challenge to mastering this game, mastering the times. Even beating the the little training station uh, stages are challenge modes in their own yeah. right. So there's plenty of gameplay in that mode. So if you're worried about a short campaign, you will go back and you will find new things in it. And then yeah. having guard with it, it's just a a, a really cool bonus. I cool. Think.
0: Alright, so then we're gonna move forward to talk a little bit about this Mitomo crossover that's happening. So apparently, uh, Nintendo announced that they were setting up a retweet campaign over Twitter. And if you hit the two targets, you were basically going to unlock additional items that will be coming to Splatoon. So these items are still coming to Splatoon Was regardless this in Japan. Regardless, later this month. No, this is here too. Okay, cool. yeah, So I, I, got, I, I got, got a
1: it. little pop up on my to- Mitomo today because okay. I still check it every day. Yeah. Now that they fixed my friends list, yay! yay. Yeah, uh,
0: I'm slowly adding you all if
1: that's something we try to do. But uh, <laughs> and it showed the little Splatoon hats. Yeah. Um, but i've noticed with with Miitomo update stuff it'll pop up and show you something and then disappear and you can't actually find it yeah and it's not good at
0: pointing you towards some of that stuff yeah, too yeah, yeah. yeah no i agree um but so you have the, some the, the retweets have been, have been done well no i i kind of wanted to ask you guys instead like what sort of crossover stuff would you want to see i mean here we have it right the first one is happening uh, it's happening right now i mean it's going to happen uh, they've had enough of i thought the retweet campaign was a weird way to do it because it's smart because it's a social campaign and it's a social platform. I'm trying to
2: build build up mentions, yeah, and, and
0: build up mentions, but yeah. at the same time, it's uh, know, it, you know it's what's funny? I had completely kind of forgotten about Mitomo for the last weekend. Yeah.
2: Me too, Mo. Me too. Uh, <laughs> over the last weekend, until you guys mentioned it, I just checking in it's like, blam, 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 yeah. blam, Slot machine. It's yeah, all yeah. the stuff. Everything we pops got up. For you. Um, no, like the crossover stuff, like I think Splatoon is a really good choice, first mm-hmm. of all, because like, if, if the app is trending more with younger, um, female, um, fans, that's a perfect, the, you know, the design choices and the characters are so, so, um, so fun. I think that'll do well. But man, Legend of Zelda stuff, like, you saw everybody wanted the ninja sword. Yeah. Everybody's going to want the master sword, oh, no. God. right? Whew. And yes, yes. Did you mention it was the Dark Souls of uh, of Pachinko Machine? That, that was Eric. Sapp. Yeah, It's hard. I'm
1: just like hoarding tickets now and yeah, coins and just I, waiting. Like, <laughs> I think I told you guys like I got my I got my perfect outfit on day one and I haven't really had anything. Well, to buy. no, you had
2: your outfit. I got my yeah, outfit exactly yeah. what
1: you're wearing. right yeah. Now. yeah, pretty much. And um, I've just been saving stuff ever since ever since then. And I still check Mitomo every day because I think there's like some there's some cool stuff. Well, you in. get a bonus for changing your clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So I do so, that. Oh, you do, and then I change back in. Oh, records. I see. You go back to the Brian <laughs> outfit. Well, I'm saving. I'm like I'm saving my my Nintendo coins and all yeah, the other yeah. stuff. I, I love all of that. I love really love the way yeah. all that comes together. And I'm really excited to see them launch more stuff that connects with that. It- where I'm, I have multiple plates spinning in the air in terms of like getting coins every day. I think you were out
2: when we talked about it. Did you get uh, Did you get Picross, the Zelda Picross? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it was yeah. cool.
1: I put like five hours into that. Yeah, it's fun, right? You yeah. know, Like I, I did all the puzzles. Yeah. I got to the the. The last, the last set of puzzles, which is basically like trial and error. And then they, and I didn't like it as much Yeah they
2: have the mini version That's the And the one. big version yeah. And like you have to figure out A big number
1: for two rows Yeah and they stuff. do that it's Classic sort of, sort of Super clever. Mario World thing yeah. Where when you finish All the puzzles in full color You get a little gold medal Next to it Yeah yeah and I'm like that's cute Like yeah. that's a nice little giveaway I think I earned enough coins For that in just like three days Just by connecting A bunch of junk it's to it It's just
2: connecting All your social feeds right? Yeah
1: doing all that uh, Doing the menial little tasks They ask of me uh, Once a week You can get like 60 coins Just by connecting to the, the Miiverse or the eShop. Um, you get something like 45, 50 coins a day just by connecting to yeah. Um, So,
2: Yeah, if, if, if anybody is listening or watching this and, and you don't have the Zelda Picross game yet, it's, I mean, you literally just have to do the basis, basic stuff in like, you know, it's They're trying to entice you to try it out. Yeah. I mean, like You connect all your social feeds, add friends, change your clothes a couple uh, once, answer a bunch of questions in the app, and boom, you got a free game for you get 3DS a, you get a free game as a download. I, I think that's an awesome value value and yeah. it's not they did not fart this out this is a fun pick rust game
1: they're also giving away um, uh, like 3ds themes which are cool they're usually mm-hmm. like a dollar ninety nine each yep. and they just give them you for free and they, they they're numbered too which is sort of like uh, it's the collector part of me wants the ball, though. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. And I like that. And they just threw in something like a Famicom hoodie and, like, the Mario costume and stuff like that. Little stuff like that is is definitely enticing. Mm. And, like, right now I'm saving up – I think I have 500 coins and 1,000 gets you WarioWare touched, which is, like, a classic DS game. Oh, man. And it runs on Updated, your 3DS. Yeah. yeah, and it's like – that's cool. That's a cool thing. I'm going to hit 1,000 coins. I'll exchange. I'll get a code for that. And then I'll build back up again and keep yep. doing that, mm-hmm. you know? That's um, cool. They haven't really done any physical re- rewards yet. My fear with the My Nintendo stuff is that – remember club nintendo they'd be like hey uh if you've been saving up coins we have this luigi statue and then a day later it would be gone forever yeah yeah and you needed to have 20,000 coins that day or whatever and so, if you didn't so
0: i think um with respect to that i don't think they'll do physical i, don't I think, think so physical either. for them will be that they're going to sell it to you yeah they're just going to sell it through nintendo stores or there will be an online nintendo store i don't think it makes a ton of Business sense to try and tie some of that stuff to these exclusive coins, especially because these coins specifically too have an expiration date. Yeah, like um, Six you can sit on your Club Nintendo coins for a year. And be like, I'm saving up for my whatever bomb statue yeah and I think part of the shift to digital and, and even the idea of giving you discounts is just that it. I think it makes more sense to reward your fan that way than some statue sure. like honestly like limited edition and exclusive things are cool don't get me wrong and you'll run into that with these store items but I don't Think it makes a ton of sense for so, like this this grab bag giveaway. I'd rather you, you we just didn't have enough at the register. Yeah,
1: for I, you. I totally agree with that. And plus, yeah. you don't have to deal with their shipping and like their weird like their their boxes used to show up all beat up and stuff like that. The whole thing was just yeah. kind of let's not forget was, how the Majora's
0: yeah. Mask uh, puzzle showed up in like a, a, what a is bag. a a bloated bag? Yeah, it was just you know, a pa- like, it was like a paper no sack. Box. What is this? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah it was, it was just, such a bummer. And that was like towards was the brand. very end. Yeah, it was free. But so I will say the one thing that's really weird is that Picross... The Twilight Princess Picross, which mm-hmm. is based on a GameCube game that went to the Wii that got ported in HD to Wii U, is only available on 3DS, and it's only available through My Nintendo. You can't purchase that. It's a My Nintendo yeah. exclusive. WarioWare Touched, uh, same deal. Like, you can't just outright buy that game. Because I was looking at it, and I'm like, oh, I could save coins for, like, the next you know month, or I could just spend this six bucks or whatever. Nope. They won't yeah, let me spend the yeah. 6 bucks, So it entices you to get in there. So now if they start having my Nintendo-exclusive virtual console games, I can see that getting a little divisive. Um, you can buy it on the Wii U on yeah. the virtual console, but who wants to play a DS game on your Wii U? Not me. Yeah, no. Uh, so I don't know. I think it's fascinating. I think that, like eventually if they start throwing in – like this is the perfect spot for stuff like – remember like Tingle's Balloon Fight and like <laughs> weird games like that that are like, yeah. well, you made them already. It doesn't make a ton of sense to like print them. Uh, but yeah, throw me like throw it on the eShop, yeah. you know. No, mm-hmm. good good point.
0: Yeah, yep. yep. So let's move over to some questions from the question block. First one uh, involves a news story that just happened today, actually. So Platinum President uh, Tatsumi Minami stepped down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Platinum Games was founded in roughly 2007. Mm-hmm. Most of these people being ex-Capcom folks. Uh, it was actually the union of two studios, but most of the guys knew each other from Capcom, specifically Clover Studio, which if you remember, that's Joe Beautiful Joe, God yeah. Hand. Um, All that stuff. Awesome games. So our question comes from Isaac. Uh, I think the question is a good jumping-off point, but I'm not a fan of the question, Isaac. I just want to be upfront. So uh, uh, no, I just because you pissed off teacher. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Platinum Games had Tetsuya Minami stepped down. Uh, do you Can't think that. whatever caused his exiting the studio and stepping down had to do could be the source of Star Fox Zero's less-than-exceptional state? Um, all the reviews for that game have been good or lukewarm at best, and I wonder if not having strong leadership could be the reason for the game not coming together so well. Do you have any input on this? would love to know. No. I don't think those yeah. things are related no. at all. Like, Otherwise, it, it would have yeah. happened for Wonderful 101. Or Korra. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I, and it's, oh, yeah. it sucks, too, because Platinum Games, like in general, Even though some of them have been artistic And take risks and try things they don't sell, which has been a struggle. And I don't know if you pin that on Minami or not, but Star Fox Zero having anything to do with that, like, that's then, a
2: stretch. There are some developers who just pick these kind of passion projects that fly in the face of what's popular out yeah. there, right? And then once in a while, they'll get this game and it
1: becomes a big success, and boom, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, um, they, we've they've seen this before. They're, they're always working on multiple projects. I mean, they're doing that Ninja Turtles game right now, well, which, and which, and which I previewed I mean. a couple months ago. Yeah. Yes.
0: yes. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up because that's what I want to kind of point to is that, um, so I remember reading a, a good profile story. Story on Minami, and one of his one of his jobs as president and CEO is just finding the the studio work. And if you look more recently, like Platinum has been busier than ever. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you went from you know a studio that helped with making Metal Gear Rising to a studio that was doing Transformers: Devastation, Teenage Ninja Turtles, Star Fox Zero. I think Star Fox Guard. Did they do Scalebound? Mad- Scalebound. Did they do Mad World? Those last five games yeah. may have all been in development at the same time. Right. 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 Which which is my point. Like there's just a lot going on there and I don't know if uh, that had more to do with it's it. It's tough to but tell. I mean the, the it's timing. Hard to say this time. The
2: timing suggests that he did want to stay on until the completion and the shipping of Star Fox, mm-hmm. right? Because um, in this world of public companies whenever a leader of a company leaves it has a rippling effect and so you know somebody like if this had happened while Star Fox was in development then some people would have started to talk or like oh this is a sign of troubled development and so that's where I think company leaders make sure to stay on to the end of completion of a project and sure, we don't know he's going to pop up at
0: some other company right? Or he's just going to pop up and say what happened or why he I, decided to, to leave I mean, according to the report he left d- in March Just think of all the stuff that's happened in Japan with Kojima
2: and his new production studio, right there are people who know each other, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him show up either founding a new studio with someone that that he's known for a long time, or showing up at an existing new studio. That yeah, hasn't potentially shown up getting there. out of games
0: in general. I oh, yeah. don't know if that's, that's also too. part of his ambition as yeah. well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard to pinpoint it on one disappointment because like they have such a wide spectrum in their portfolio, mm-hmm. and th- some things do well, some things mm-hmm. don't. I mean, Korra didn't perform well. Uh, review wise, right? Yeah. No, but I, I, I it but was, that was licensed. Their first
0: I, collaboration with Activision. I was yeah. say. but Big I wonder if it, I wonder if Japan. it sold
1: well. I mean, there's like there's that oh, whole oh, differentiation too. Like I have a feeling Ninja Turtles is going to sell pretty well. Yeah. I mean, if they get if they hover that close enough to when the movie comes out, um, Bayonetta. I don't think like really move the needle, but ultimately, mm-hmm. like, Nintendo funded that one. So there's yeah. always, like, different angles to sure. all of this. And
0: to be to be, afraid, be fair to them, uh, their games are critically lauded, regardless of sales. Like, they make fantastic action games. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, and they're working on Scalebound, which got delayed, mm-hmm. um, yeah. by the way, uh, earlier this year or the, even late last year. The I other
2: forgot. question is, I mean, you you should always be suspicious when somebody high up leaves a company. The other question could be, is the company on the block to be sold, right? Sure yeah yep there might be a buyer out there. I mean, if you think about how closely Nintendo has worked with them um in
0: the past, mm-hmm. who knows right mm-hmm. yep all right uh next question comes from
1: Oh, oh, we cool got an name. animal.
0: Uh, we got an Animal Crossing memory. This is not a I question. We got an animal
1: that wrote in. it. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: we got an animal. So uh, this comes in from Doug. Uh, loves the show. Saw that we put out a call for Animal Crossing memories two episodes ago. And yep. he says uh, his favorite um, memories came from New Leaf. Using the bathroom in the Rossetti janitor room uh, was number oh, one. Man, I Captain's forgot about that. crazy lyrics were number two. Oh, which yeah. It was really funny to see Captain sing you a song on your way. And then three, listening to enough KK Slider tunes uh, to get his picture. Dude, uh, after
1: our conversation on the show, I had like the biggest craving to go oh, j- really? jump back into Ammo Crossing. Oh yeah, like yeah, I, I wanted the. I actually, I really wish they. Like, I know it's so weird, but I wish they put the GameCube version on on like the Wii U virtual console. Hmm. Like, just throw that one on there. I like. There's something about that one that's like just very simple and wonderful to me uh it's mm. it's very slow but like some of the other ones have like some weird kind of like control issues here and there or like you have you can only play them on a handheld or uh i lost my entire 3ds uh 3ds uh animal crossing town Aww. when i moved i moved over from the new 3ds everything carried over the little pikmin brought everything except for that so <laughs> i just i went back in and and it was just like would you like to start a new thing? And I was like, No. Uh, okay. See, I want Animal Crossing to return as
2: the dashboard software for Nintendo's next console. Yeah. Like, I feel like what PlayStation has tried with Home, right? Like, create the space where you meet up with your friends. That's Animal Crossing. And if you booted up your NX and you had your Town Square and your friends were online and walking around there, mm-hmm. but you could also just go to your house and like buy new items for your uh, for your pad, and like it, you could do such a cool little meta game that but could be updated time. But then you can't sell an Animal time. Crossing game. Why well, you? Of course, you're gonna make money with people just wanting to own Nintendo. Mm, I don't furniture. think Animal Crossing
0: is for everyone. I think you're overestimating how many people like it versus how many people don't actually. If play that
2: it. was your dashboard experience, make it free to play. Awesome.
0: Hey, I, I like the idea. I'm just so good. Speaking for the other side here. Um, so what, what about right. fr-
1: what about free to play?
0: Oh, Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah, could be interesting. I mean, I, I, it uh, comes down to how do you get items wh- and how do you treat that fairly because yeah. that is a very that's a razor's edge there like honestly it is. like in terms yeah. of the user and in terms of backlash what especially. if you could aim with a gamepad like you're in uh, the probably be better because you can look around the town a little better you'd see behind you <laughs> yeah, this no, time you you'd really love you. to see behind you yeah uh but here's the thing that you should got be behind your you. tail trenton hunt uh or excuse me uh sorry handle gex nine not trenton uh says Nintendo should stop pursuing third parties. Um, That's so we're not even about the same this. name. What's going on? I here? I don't know what's going okay. on with Nintendo. <laughs> I think this desperate pursuit of third parties needs to end. A wonderful strategy would be to multiply the first and second party developers, which equates to more games and having more hands on deck devoted to maximizing the strengths and eccentricities of Nintendo software. Third parties could tag along at their own accord. Trent and I'd, or excuse me, Gex. I hear where you're coming from, but uh, that was that was uh, N64, no. I hear where he's coming from, but that takes more, you're taking on more risk that way. Yeah, and yeah. you ultimately are spending a lot more money. You would basically have to have one of the tightest schedules of all time to pull something like that off. Like, I think first parties try to be careful in the number of studios they have clearly because you have to pay for those. Those yeah. don't just, you don't just own them and that's it. Like, there are salaries involved, there are, there, there's milestones to be met. Um, although you could make the argument, Nintendo is tackling so much these days. How do they have the manpower to even keep up with it?
2: Right, and the the third parties, you know, like creating when you have a big project, creating another SKU for another platform is it's low risk, right? The design work is done. You pay somebody to port it, or you port it in house. You know, at, at least like if that game is then not a success on, on a new platform um, your studio isn't out of business but if you put all your eggs in one basket as a second party or you know if first party just yeah. spins up lots of studios and then the thing doesn't sell you're dead
0: yeah and PS those third party games don't go away just because you don't have them on your platform and you have second parties and first parties meaning Dark Souls 3 will still be a, a game that's competing with a game on your system versus 100%. being a game on your system yeah. so you
1: might as well ca- I mean so that's the thing and I mentioned this in the show before but Like Minecraft, Angry Birds, GTA, these are like big zeitgeist, big things that are part of the vernacular, part of the conversation Mm -hmm. of gamers. And these are conversations that have happened entirely without Nintendo's assistance. Minecraft, they got too late. Angry Birds, they got too late with that weird – I mean you can – I think there's like a disc they put out that has like the Angry Birds games on it, which is like totally missing the point. For 20 times the price. Yeah, exactly. Totally missing the point. But um, third parties keep you engaged with your console when you're not playing first-party games. That's what it does. It keeps you connected to it. So to fill in the gaps of the release schedule that there no first-party studio in the world can keep going for an entire year, even if they quadrupled their staff, you would still get – I mean how many Star Fox games can you make, right? How many Metroid games can you make? How many uh, – I mean hopefully more than, than the, the few they make now. Yeah. But uh, ultimately like as Zelda games have a certain um, – they have a certain sort of apex of where they should be, right? And we're getting it with Zelda Wii U, hopefully. But when we got something like um, what was the one recently on Hyrule Warriors? Yes. Hyrule Warriors. I mean, it's it's fun and it's cool, but it it is a pared down, slim down version. It's very much a spinoff. Yeah. So I mean, you could get stuff like that hypothetically all year if you ramped up, but. Do you want that, or do you want to play Dark Souls?
2: Well, it's also it's a question how much breadth ma- matters for a console, right? Yeah. Like the the GameCube definitely suffered in the eyes of the PlayStation two based on the breadth of the lineup. Like if you were a sports fan, you would go you would never go with a GameCube, right? Yeah. Even though mm-hmm. even in the beginning it, it had a pretty good lineup, but it was always th- last year's version versus yeah. the latest version mm-hmm. on the PS two, and so mm-hmm. that does matter. But I mean, not to say that that is the only course of action. Like you can make a platform a success with completely different games, right? Like mobile games, iOS is a success not because it has the exact same games as the consoles. It's very much its own thing. And in, because, in theory, because it has thousands of games. Yeah. Though. That's and, why it's a, su- a and,
1: success. And, you know, like
2: there are a lot of fans of the Vita. Vita. Vita is not a huge success either, but it did well in Japan with a more limited amount of software oh. and a very specific
0: genre. Opera. Would have done better with Monster Hunter. That was the yeah, one was trophy problem. Nintendo yeah. took away yep. that ended up working in their favor big time but I, I don't Sartner think kept psp alive forever yeah,
1: i don't think there's any console maker now or any that that could support their console b- based off just first party stuff nobody could even mm-hmm. nintendo the, the the you know miracle toy making company couldn't do it alone no, like you look at tough. something like sony with the ps4 i mean their first party offerings this generation have been consistently delayed or disappointing in some capacity or you know better late than never but uh They've relied entirely on third parties and they've been tremendously successful because of that. Because I think most people ultimately are just like, I just want a console with a lot of games. And the only way to get a console with a lot of games is to get third parties on your side. Yeah.
0: Well, and, the, and they've also been successful because the message has been consistently been better tech. Yeah. Runs better on our platform, has exclusive content mm-hmm. for our platform, and they do make great first party stuff. I, what sure. I love about Sony as a company is they take a lot of risks on ideas, um, that, you know, y- I, I think are, are smart risks, like, like, yeah, very
2: Nintendo-like games. By the way, like in the yeah. last, you know, like just some oh, clever experiments. Sure. Well, that ratchet, um, obviously, but also the smaller um, size indie yeah, the games, puzzle the, games, the, you yeah, know, mobile yeah. games
1: they're getting yep. into now. I think they're they're understanding that spectrum, and Nintendo's really good at that too. But they need the help of third parties, and that Sony is allowed to hang back and say, "On PlayStation, we're going to do, we, we're going to delay this game by six months." There was just that story yesterday about uh, Horizon might be getting delayed, mm-hmm. um, but most people won't really notice. Because there's going to be so many other games to play, thanks to third parties. So that's why you need that. And I know it might not matter to the average person listening to the show because you're like, I'm only bought this thing for, you know, the very specific it's hardcore really Nintendo Galaxy games. 3. But the the audience at large, outside of this this conversation, are the ones that want to buy a console that they know that they can play a lot of stuff on. You don't want to be at the guy the guy in the store being like, Do you have Dark Souls for Wii U? And they're like, They laugh. Yeah. You don't want to be there. So I think the more stuff they can get onto the console, the better. Uh, it's just. Better for everybody.
0: Yeah, and I feel like on this show, and I, I definitely got to apologize for our listeners, Like I meant to this week put more time into Bravely Second. Did not find that time. I think we should all set a goal for ourselves to put some time into that game this week. Sure. It's not in my 3DS right now. It. There are other third-party games that have clearly come out that we need to talk about a little better on the show, and so we will try to do a better job there as well. Um, our next question comes from Mike. And Mike says, as a forty-something, I uh, was present for the birth of video games and fed my share of quarters into cabinets. But my obsession with gaming didn't start until my family members, members bought a Wii for my sons. I started hmm. playing the Wii with them, and six years later, I have five consoles, two handhelds, and twenty-hour-a-week gaming and a twenty-hour-a-week gaming habit. It's a gateway drug. <laughs> the backlog is large, but I plan to add Zelda titles to it. Uh, Now I don't really care He says he doesn't really care for graphics And he's played digital copies of decade old games So that's not a a game changer to him But the original Zelda has limited appeal To him at this point Given uh, it's from a midi era and etc Anyway, his question is, which Zelda titles remain can't-miss oh, Okay, so real quick. And which order should I play them? Real
1: in? quick, let's, let's dash that first statement out of the way. The original Legend of Zelda is an absolute gem. And I think it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's still, to this day, one of the best open-world games ever made. Um, the... The sort of inherent obtuseness that came with playing it originally is gone now that you have guides and maps and wikis and all the other stuff. You don't have to meticulously bomb random bushes and yeah. hope something
0: magical happens. Uh that's, that's how you get into a dungeon and you have no clue. I know, that's I know. There. But there's a
1: like play I'm the game burn that bush. Walk into the first cave, get the sword and walk out in the world and see what happens. And if you, if you're not if you're not into it after you beat the first dungeon, if it's just not there for you, then leave and play something else. But seriously, like Give it a shot, stick with it. There, there's something truly wonderful about that game to see all the other games that came after it yeah. and watch them kind of uh, cone down to their original. Their original first appearances, yep. like there's something so cool about that. So game.
0: I want to I want to just jump to Mike's defense here too, because there was one line I did not read uh, where he says the reason he kind of dismisses it is because he doesn't feel like it contributes much to the overarching overarching uh, Zelda narrative. I don't think that's a great reason to dismiss it no, either, uh, it. Mike. I just want to say that that game has has sort of stood the test of time in a lot of people's minds because of all the reasons that Brian has said. Um, and I so mean, what, what narrative? For, for, <laughs> I, I think he's talking about timeline here. Forget the timeline. Zelda okay. Zelda games are. Uh, <laughs> their own gems in their own special yeah. ways. Okay, regardless but you can, you, of how also, they get you also can't
2: dismiss that 8-bit games look so different and play so differently that they're not for everyone today. Like I find sure. Link to the Past on but the he Super said that's NES, not a problem. but mm-hmm. I'm saying Link to the Past on the Super NES is infinitely more accessible. It's more beautiful looking. It it definitely holds your hands more, right? Like games evolved from the 8-bit era to give you a little bit more of a thread and and guide you a little bit more. And so like for I think for m- more modern gamer sen- uh, like mentality, like Link to the Past is a better starting point as no, a game that, that's, than, than that's the eight bit Link to,
0: uh, Le- Legend of Zelda, or a link yeah. between yeah. worlds, which yeah. we recommend to people all the time on the show, is a great first Zelda. Um, link- also- Link's Awakening is fantastic.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, it's got some sort of weird control stuff because you can only hold two items at once yeah well that game
0: is also very 8-bit in its presentation i mean
1: you can play the dx version on your 3ds right now Uh, if you have one of those it's it's like five bucks you can download it it's in full color so
2: so if we if we all pick three games to play in order Maybe because otherwise we're gonna rattle off every game. Like, yeah. No, we're
0: not. In I don't think Oracle I can, of Ages and Seasons, I don't but, see us but, like, saying you could Phantom of of go into
2: Majora's Mask and, and those types of games. My my picks would okay. be you start with Link to the Past, then you play Ocarina of Time, then you play Wind Waker. That's like my suggestion nice. for him. And like after you're done with that, that's gonna take you a while, man. You you've got still Majora's Mask and Twilight Princess and a whole bunch of other good games like Link's Awakening waiting for you on so, the different uh, platforms. If,
0: you don't have to modify the list if you had to recommend and two more to that list what would you put oh my lord
1: um, probably the original Legend of Zelda yeah. and and Link's Awakening okay I could have predicted right. that how, how about, about you, you? <sighs> Twilight
2: it's Princess you, you played that pretty recently right no I wouldn't I wouldn't put it on that
0: list it's, Skyward it's an Sword an essential must play I feel like people should play that game Skyward and I know, it gets a, I know it gets a bad rap I know folks it's another motion control debate you made this around a, a, this controller XY situation um, but I feel like that game has really interesting highs when it works it's just file it's, talking to death no I, I think you've made them it may also all. be one of the last times that you
2: can play it without digging out old hardware yeah, if motion control gaming right. is going um, away right.
0: yeah and I, and I really admire that game's story um, not to just to end there but I don't think it makes that list like I think you guys have kind of got it covered I would Good. put majority as mask on that list only I love that because it's, I love link Worlds, it's, it's so different than uh ocarina of time and i've said on this show before the thing i admire most about it is that it starts out making you think it's that sequel because you're link for all of two minutes and then it just pulls the rug out from under you you're a deku scrub this creepy man that looks like pear keeps changing his emotions and expressions well, okay, as he talks to like you like me um, <laughs> yeah um, and so uh, all of that coalesces into this amazing experience uh, that has great dungeons, even if there aren't a ton of them, and a lot of mass and side quests to find and villagers to get to know. So I would put that on the list. 3DS remake, though, because the original does not run that well. Uh, same thing with Ocarina. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the original, like that thing also uh, has, has, does not run that well today. Great. All right. Well, there we have our show. We did it. It's in the books. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Voice Share. We are a weekly show on IGN. You can leave us feedback by heading on over to iTunes or Google Play. We're now available Mm. in that section. So we can use your reviews and your help and send feedback in general or even email us at nbc at IGN.com. Lastly, you can find us on the Twitter. at pair IGN. That's pair IGN. Agent Bizzle? At Agent Bizzle. What's going <laughs> on oh, <what's cool>? what <laughs> Myself, Jose underscore Otero. Jose underscore Otero. We bro- <laughs> I think we <laughs> broke, broke his No, we got places to be. Right. Uh, thanks again for listening. And we'll be back next week with more Nintendo Wishout.